with Radio On The Go News, Brian Fancher reporting. This morning, the Iowa Department of Transportation is reporting that Interstate 35 and Highway 65, 69, and 3 are partially covered with snow and have blowing snow. Highways 14, 57, 218, and 188 are partially covered with a mix of snow, ice, or slush, have blowing snow. For the latest on Iowa road conditions, go to RadioOnTheGo.com and look under the Weather tab. The Iowa Department of Transportation uses about 900 trucks statewide to battle the snow and ice on the state and federal highways. Iowa DOT spokesman Pete Helmstead tells Radio On The Go News that when driving, slow down when you come upon a snow plow. If you see a plow in front of you, they're going slower than you are, more than likely, and you're going to close the gap between you and the plow pretty quickly. So make sure you slow down, careful around the plows, give them room. That's a pretty big piece of equipment, and they are monitoring a lot of things, including the traffic, including what they're doing as far as plowing the snow, including the material they're putting on the roads. Rock salt is the primary de-icing material used by the Iowa Department of Transportation to combat winter storms. Each year, about 200,000 tons of rock salt are used on the roads. Thursday night, the Iowa Falls Police Department arrested 49-year-old Justin Klupach of Iowa Falls, who was wanted on two Marshall County warrants, one for violation of a no-contact order for domestic abuse assault. The other was for fifth-degree criminal mischief. Klupach now being held at the Marshall County Jail. Thursday afternoon, the Butler County Sheriff's Department arrested 61-year-old Mark McGonigal of Fredericksburg, who was wanted on a Butler County warrant for a probation violation from the original charge of possession of a controlled substance, third or subsequent offense. McGonigal was later released. Thursday morning, the Butler County Sheriff's Department arrested 35-year-old Cody Eulenhop of Belmont on a Butler County warrant for failing to appear from the original charge of third-degree burglary. Eulenhop remains held at the Butler County Jail. Iowa's unemployment rate increased two-tenths of a percent to 3.1 percent in November. Iowa Workforce Development Director Beth Ed Townsend says the drop was due to more lost jobs than new people entering the workforce. Unfortunately, more people were unemployed, but it was the difference this month was people moving from employed to unemployed, but that we did not see a drop in the labor force. So that means those folks are still continuing to look for work and remained in the labor force, which is good for employers who have been looking for help. Townsend says several sectors saw job losses. Trade and transportation utilities lost about 1,100 jobs. We saw professional and business services lost 1,000 jobs. Finance and insurance lost 800 jobs. Education, healthcare, and social assistance lost 700. And we saw a slight decline in manufacturing of 300 jobs, which is the first decline we've seen in manufacturing over the last uh, year. Townsend says there were the gains in leisure and hospitality jobs, one of the areas hardest hit in the pandemic, and construction added to 1,000 jobs. Townsend says the increase in unemployment is not good news, but the overall outlook for those who are looking for a job remains very positive. It also indicates that we're not immune from what's going on nationally. You know, inflation, supply chain issue, those kinds of things are going to have and continue to have some impact uh, here in Iowa. And she says Iowa's labor force participation rate is five and a half points above the national rate, but is an area they want to improve. 
we still are below where we were pre-pandemic by about two points. And so what we want to do is get those folks who dropped out of the labor force during the pandemic back to work, back into the workforce, uh, help them find those jobs or the training that they need to get the jobs that they want. That, that's kind of what we're focused on. The total number of working Iowans decreased by 3,400 in November, but remains more than 48,000 more than one year ago. This week, RSVP of North Central Iowa made a funding request to the Hancock County Board of Supervisors for $5,000. The Hancock Supervisors also discussed purchasing supplies for the county's first aid cabinets. This week, the Allison City Council discussed putting up permanent stop signs by the school on 5th and 6th Street, along with adding an additional no-parking spot on 6th and Birch Drive due to visibility issues from the south. The Allison Council decided not to move forward with this as putting up permanent stop signs would move them 30 feet off to the side and make them less visible. In other business, the Allison City Council discussed the water bill for Allen Incorporated for one of their buildings. It was proposed that they pay $6,000 a month until they are caught up as there was a large increase in their bill due to a meter reading entry error that was caught around August. Three council members declared a conflict of interest on the matter, so no action was taken by the Allison City Council. This week, the Iowa Falls School Board accepted a certificate of substantial completion for the Team Sheds project at Cadet Field. In other business, the Iowa Falls Board voted to replace the doors for the bathrooms and concession stand at Cadet Field, and the Iowa Falls School Board voted to replace the showers in the guest locker room at the high school of the 20 showers, only seven are currently working. The final grandstand act for the 2023 Franklin County Fair was announced yesterday, and it will be country singer and songwriter Joe Nichols who will perform on Thursday, July the 13th. The other grandstand entertainment for the fair will include a rodeo, concert with 38 Special, a concert with Lauren Elena, and auto racing, for more information, go to franklincountyfair.com. Again, that's franklincountyfair.com. And the Greater Franklin County Chamber of Commerce's $10,000 raffle was drawn Thursday night at the Windsor Theater in Hampton. The winner of the grand prize for the Hampton-Dumont High School faculty and staff. Two $250 chamber buck drawings were held Thursday night as well. Dina Hansen of Bristow and the staff at First Bank Hampton were the winners of the chamber bucks the high in the past 24 hours here at our studios 23 and the low of 15. for radio on the go news brian fincher reporting